Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And I have to say I am riled up a little bit this week. Um, I had a member share with me yet another um, church that is uh, doing a drag show, family-friendly drag show. And embarrassingly enough, it is a church from Texas. And surprisingly enough, it's from the Hill Country, uh, New Braunfels area. And you would think of that as being a little bit more of a conservative part of Texas. It's not like it's coming from Houston or Dallas or some major city like that. And I have to tell you, I'm just getting a little frustrated that the, the church is leading from behind. And what I, what, what I mean by that is like we're not leading at all. If you're playing, like, or walking through the woods, taking a group of people, say, all right, go ahead of me. I'm going to lead from behind. You don't lead from behind. But the church has been doing that for quite some time. We did it during COVID. And what it meant is that the church just followed whatever society was was doing. And so, for the most part, we didn't, you know, go against the fact that, you know, it was safe to go to a Home Depot, but it wasn't to church. And, you know, places like New York and California, churches stayed closed for a year and a half, it seems. And the, the church just wasn't leading. Uh, and once again, that's kind of what's going on in today's world, that the, the church continues to abdicate its responsibility to lead. It's kind of like in the family. God has uh, gifted and handed the responsibility of leadership to the men. Uh, the men choose not to, and therefore, if the women do not lead, then there will not be leadership in the family. And and God has given the church to be leaders in society. Uh, and if the churches choose not to, then someone else will step up and fill that void and fill that vacuum. And that's what we find ourselves in now as the situation in the church, and it's quite shameful. There's a church in, once again, New Braunfels. Um, it's a UCC church. It's called Faith Church. Now, it's interesting that it's called Faith Church because according to their theology, they don't even believe in faith. Um, it, it should be community church or something because uh, there's nothing about the church that, that appears to have anything to do with faith whatsoever. But Faith Church in New Braunfels, uh, they've received from the United Church of Christ a designation of that they are an open and affirming congregation. Uh, what is that all about? That a church is receives a designation as being open and affirming. Like somehow that's that's a positive thing. And as an open and affirming congregation of the United Church of Christ, they actively seek, this is on their website, to express Jesus' inclusive embrace of all people. Uh, can, can, can you help me to see where Jesus is? had an inclusive embrace of, of all people? Did, did he have an inclusive embrace of, of the Pharisees and Sadducees? And, and if the answer is no to that, you can't make an all-inclusive comment that Jesus uh, had inclusive embrace of all people. He didn't. He called Pharisees and Sadducees broods of vipers, uh, offspring of Satan. Um, Jesus was very harsh on uh, people that were unrepentant. He was very harsh on people who did not have faith. He was harsh on foreigners. The story of him saying that, you know, when a non-Jew wanted to be healed, he said that 
basically called her a dog and, and she, her response was well dogs even get scraps of food that fall from the master's table and, and because of her great faith then then he did uh reward that faith and and heal her uh and and so you can't say that jesus is like accepting of embracing of all people was he to judas I mean, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on that there's a number of examples in Scripture in, in which I don't see this all-inclusive embrace. I just got done talking about Ananias and Sapphira uh, last Sunday. Uh, this was the Holy Spirit, but nonetheless, God, was there an open embrace of Ananias and Sapphira who were lying to God? No, they, they dropped dead. This is a misnomer. This is just out-and-out out lie of who the real historical Jesus is. Does Jesus embrace sinners that repent? Absolutely. Does Jesus embrace people of great faith? Absolutely. But to say that Jesus just carte blanche had an open embrace of all people, end of story, is a lie. It's it's worse than a misrepresentation of scripture. It is just an absolute lie. Um, on its Facebook page for this event, the church affirmed that in their uh, their drag queen event that they're going to have, uh, children are welcome for the uh, for the drag show. It is family friendly. Um, the history of the UCC includes uh, they were the the first church really to embrace ordaining women, ordaining openly gay people, marrying openly gay people, even before it was legal in the United States. Um, they've openly encouraged a variety of other LGBT events within the church body of the UCC, uh, including promoting a college scholarship fund exclusively for applicants who are LGBTQ. Um, they do interfaith pride worship services. So like across different religions, gay worship services. I mean, if there are rules to break, they are breaking the rules. Um, and this is something that we should be up in arms over. This is something that is ridiculous that we're having this conversation that society uh, tolerates this or that society allows this but let alone that, that the church is embracing it. And once again, it's just an example that the church is leading from behind. Whatever it is that the society is okay with, whatever it is that society embraces, that, that's kind of what, what the churches are getting behind. It's not about what God says. It's not what about the Bible says. It's what about, you know, so that society embraces and you want people to feel supported in their dysfunction and loved in their dysfunction. Um, some more information on the UCC. Um, they are considered a mainline Christian denomination. Uh, they have 4,700 churches, almost three quarters of a million members, pretty much exclusively in the United States. Uh, they were founded. The, the background of these UCC churches are uh, they come. They're founded under the influence of the New England Pilgrims and the Puritans. You remember the Puritans? They were the ones that were wanting to keep their lives pure from the evils of of society. And and this is what they become. Are they not turning over in their Puritan graves because this is going on? Um. 
the UCC maintains full communion with other Protestant denominations. So they ignore the Bible. They misrepresent and lie about who Jesus is. And there's a lot of other Protestant denominations that have fellowship with them. Historically, the UCC's favored cultural liberal views and social views. Um, Civil rights, okay. No problem there, but LGBT rights, absolutely big problem. Abortion, they, they, they're they supportive of uh, you know abortion rights. I mean, they're just constantly taking contradictory stands to Scripture, yet they're accepted as a, a part of Christianity. You know, they, the motto of the UCC is this. It comes from John 17, 21, that they may all be one. And this is where you can't pull Scripture out of context of the rest of Scripture. This is where... So many people get themselves into such a pile of crap because they'll just pull a passage of scripture out of context. That sounds great. It says that they may all be one. But if you actually read John 17, that's Jesus praying for his disciples, that his disciples would be one as he and the Father are one. So it's not that we should all be one. Jesus was was identical with the Father. Jesus promoted the will of the Father. Jesus, uh, everything that the Father stood for and wanted, Jesus spoke for and stood up for and, and ultimately died for. That's how they were one and one. But that somehow that they may all be one means that we should take on the very nature of Satan? In, in that, just so that everyone can be one, that that's your motto. That seriously, it is, it is sickening that we call a church like this a Christian church when there is nothing Christian about it. What's crazy is, is like they subscribe to the Apostles' Creed and to the Nicene Creed. In fact, because th there's some Lutheran heritage uh, that makes up the UCC, they, they even subscribe to Luther's small catechism, which basically teaches the creeds, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, the foundation of Christianity, which they don't even accept anymore. And it is so incredibly frustrating that this is what's become of the church and that we accept this as being a representation of Christianity. I mean, here's here's the sad part of 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 Christianity. We have to look to bars to show morality. We have to look to blue collar, redneck, beer drinking, and sometimes even drunks to understand morality. And what I mean by that is like this whole transgender thing comes out, which a church body like the UCC accepts. But a bunch of bars and beer drinking good old boys don't. How is it that like morality is being led by bars and beer drinking good old boys and the church is somehow supporting the sin and supporting culture? Uh, on Sunday, I think it was, I updated the church sign with um, a message and it says that Jesus is the light and but is not. And that's playing on this whole Bud Light controversy when they made Dylan Mulvaney, uh, one of their uh, celebrity spokespeople, honorary, whatever, uh, special cans with his face on it as he celebrates a year of pretending to be a woman. And, and like Bud Light customers said, are you kidding me? 
those aren't the values that we hold. And and like uh, Anheuser-Busch's stocks down, I think like, or at least their sales down 17% since this has happened. Significant. Uh, almost a fifth. And, and so I was thinking about putting that on the sign and I'm snickering to myself thinking, man, that's going to get some people riled up. And I almost didn't put it up because I thought, eh, is it pushing the envelope too far? But then I sat there and thought, how in the world are you going to let a bar and a bunch of beer drinkers that don't even like the taste of good beer, how are you going to allow them to be the moral leaders in society? The church needs to be out there. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care if people don't like it. We're putting it on the sign. And to this date, no one's complained about it. So uh, I guess it's maybe not as controversial as is what some people would make us believe. You know, this this, this just gets me to the point to, to say this. You know what? It's time to evangelize to Christians. We have to save Christians. Because there's a whole bunch of people that claim to be a follower of Christ that identify as Christians... But the truth is, is there's nothing Christian about their beliefs. And we've got to save them. Because honestly, they're they're not only going to hell, but, but they're promoting a family-friendly drag day. While we have a family-friendly divorce day at the church, where, like, we'll just, the church can facilitate all the divorce ceremonies and we'll invite the kids and we'll have some milk and cookies. Why don't we have a family-friendly, like, prostitute day at the church? I mean, that that's, used to be immoral. But, ah, you know, let's just support it. Let's embrace it. Some people like it. Why don't we have a family-friendly swingers day at the church? Now, if some of that sounds ludicrous, and I hope it does, why anymore would we have a family-friendly drag day? I think Houston, Texas likes to make news for this. Houston, back uh, a few months ago, someone had a, a, a drag bingo day at the church. Are, are you are you frigging kidding me? It's time to evangelize to Christians. And if they can't be evangelized, it's time to excommunicate Christians. Now, if you're not familiar with the concept of excommunication, excommunication means that if I, if you are a member of the church and you don't follow the teachings of the church and you're not repentant of it, the church will kick you out as a member. And it's a loving thing that you excommunicate someone, that you kick someone out literally from the church so that they would hopefully repent and be brought back. And if they don't, you're not confusing people to say that, you know what, it's okay to be like that. This person's unrepentant, and, and no, they're, they're no longer going to be a part of our, our community. That's what we need to do with all these church bodies that, you know, there's going to there's gonna be some minor differences when we read the Bible literally, like maybe on baptism, maybe even on, you know, Jesus' return and, and, and a couple other things. But you're not going to have, like, disagreement on abortion. You're not going to have disagreement on the family and, and, and on homosexuality and, and that there's just two genders and, and all these other things that that these liberal churches are, are embracing. And once again, like we're, we're not embracing like a swingers night at the church. But why aren't we? There's a lot of people who like to do that. We're not embracing an S&M night at the church. Why not? There's a lot of really sick people that like to do that stuff. I mean, if we're going to support the sick people, why are we stopping with just transgender? Why are we just, you know, stopping with, you know, guys that like to dress like girls and girls like to dress like guys, which the Bible says that's abomination and they should be put to death. 
I mean, even the animals know better. It's time for us to not be in fellowship with churches like the UCC, with the liberal branch of the Lutheran Church, with the liberal branch of, of the Presbyterian Church, with the liberal branch of the Methodist Church. It's time that Bible-believing Christians unite with other Bible-believing Christians. And if we have to call ourselves something other than Christians because they've robbed the name, then so be it. It used to be in the early church, true followers of Jesus were called the way. So if they're going to defame the name of what it means to be a Christian, it's time for us to rename ourselves. How about the way? Because Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, hi, there you go. We, that's that's what we can start calling ourselves. We're, we, we are the way, the truth, and the life congregation. And that that can be those that represent the the historical Jesus, the true Jesus, the, the the Jesus that you know actually taught what was taught in the Scripture. It is beyond frustrating that the church has begun to lead from behind, and, and as a result, you literally have millions upon millions upon millions, maybe even a billion Christians that aren't even Christians because they've rejected the authority of the Bible and they've re rejected the historical Jesus that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We should all be embarrassed as Christians that you've got the bars leading the call for morality in this country while the churches are promoting immorality and dysfunction. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless and have a great day.